0: So, majority of people are tired after wedding, still. <laughs> it's <laughs> your fault. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, so let's start. We are going to continue with text number 43.
1: He who suffers injustice escapes sin, finding help in proportion to his affliction.
0: It's easy. And it's easy to understand this spiritual law and, uh, but it's not easy to fulfill that. It's, it's difficult. Yeah. But it is very useful because I would say it's difficult to find a day in our life when we are not exposed to situation, in, in which we are offended by somebody or there is um some kind of injustice done to us and immediately if this happens even like some people even are sensible that if somebody looks at them and they think oh something's wrong you know that person has against me something Mm-hmm. Even there is nothing, no base for that. So we are really, we have this inclination in us to see these impulses, even which are not bad as a, something what tries to hurt us. And um, in this way, and, and there is a real injustice, real difficulties in life, and a real... Um, Pain which is caused by intention from because of evil intention, you know, of other people. And now we have to, because of that, we have to really practice this spiritual law and to start to learn how to carry this injustice, this, this pain which reaches us. And uh, because we, if it, because when we recall our activity in our thoughts and then in our words and actions, even you know, so we know that we usually start to protect ourselves by a reaction which was uh, which dictates passion which start to burn in us. Usually, it is anger. And, you, and the response is the same almost what uh, was caused to us that if we were hurted, so usually we answer in that way is that we hurt others in the same way or even worse way. And uh, St. Mark tells us that, well, we should keep our peace and uh, actually I use these moments as a moments where we try to. Uh, practice our humility and to accept the suffering which comes and he says that if we do this it will be protection against many other sins but and and plus it will attract God's grace there is a nice I like this example from life of St. Macarius shortly after he received priestly ordination and he started to live like uh, alone like in the end of village and the corner uh, edge of village borders not in village but close to village this way there was one lady she accused him that he is father of the child she was expecting and well it was a horrible accusation because everybody uh, considered him before that holy priest, holy man, and uh, suddenly was uh, huge shame. And he said no word. Like for many months, he was like uh, enduring this shame and uh, well, whatever people use against him without word, in silence. And then when the time of Delaware came, the came, baby, that the lady she couldn't give birth. She was suffering in these pains, uh, you know, birth pains, but well, no result. And uh, when she was like the end of her strength, she said, "Well she... Admitted, oh, I falsely accused Macarius and uh, uh, she asked for forgiveness. And then uh, many people, they felt ashamed because how they reacted. So they went to uh, to the, his cell, what the shed he had. But Macarius learned about that and he ran away. He didn't want to receive Glory from people because they wanted to, to ask him for um, forgiveness, and well they, they were saying, This is a really great and holy man. And, and this story, I like this story because you know, this story says that if we accept the suffering from wrongdoings with humility, and in silence, without returning back um, this hit, we receive this pain, which was caused to us. That if we do this, so we grow inside, the attract this God's grace, is is working in us. Something is changing in us, one thing. And another thing is that then God takes care of, of um of you and he glorifies you. He takes oh. care of you. It was a very powerful moment for me when uh, there was beatification of Bishop Goidic in Slo- It was in Rome. But then after beatification you have always this another celebration when the relics are brought to the place when they are s- supposed to be in procession. So in this case it was like a cathedral, on the rocks, would be and there was liturgy at the stadium, a stadium, you know, a lot of people came, and uh, and after liturgy we had a huge procession. There were thousands and thousands and thousands of people, and in one moment where I was, some of our priests in the, relatively in the head of the procession, and then I turned back and there was like this curve. So, and so I could see all this as of people. and we were approaching Cathedral, and it came to my mind that he was taken by secret police from cathedral through back door, mm. uh, because they, they, they didn't want people to make obstacles. so they led him through the back door, you know and to they took him to prison. So he left cathedral in this shameful way. He returned in this glorified way, you know. And this, this. Oh well, this was my how I felt that, you know. Mm-hmm. But this is how God works in our lives. And and uh, we should let Him do this because uh, He. He does revenge, you know, and he's perfect in that. We can try, but well, we, w- we will be never perfect. But he is. So, it's difficult because it means to accept this pain is and to be merciful. Oh my, this is something that can even like kill us. It's so tough, but if you do this, it, is, it becomes source of many, many graces. Huge blessing. Questions or comments? No? Alright, so let's continue. 44.
1: The greater a man's faith that Christ will reward him, the greater his readiness to endure every injustice.
0: There are like two things you know that he continues also he helps us. He tells us in the spiritual law that if we keep in mind future rewards from Christ if this is like a in our memory in our heart so we will be able to be so merciful. We will be able to Uh, to react correctly on this injustice which is happening in our lives but when we read that I think that many people have problem to think about rewards from Christ because well uh, I don't know why it is but maybe it is like uh, some kind of why I thought, well, I should not think about that I will be rewarded or something, you know. Um, But uh, I think this temptation or or thought which is given by our enemy to our minds to stop us to think about that. uh, Because it helps. Like Saint Mark says that, well, it will help us to it will help us to uh, endure these uh, tribulations and sufferings. If we if we think about this reward, and if we read Gospel or Scripture, we we can hear Christ Himself uh, that He tells us that He prepared, that He is preparing like reward for us. Just blessed are those who are persecuted because of me because their reward is great in heaven heaven. Mm -hmm. you know so he says that well there is a reward and uh, even he says that who leaves home, brother and sister mother, father um, property because of me he will get 100 times more here and eternal life, he will be heir of it not. So he and other places, but uh, it means that we have to keep in mind that Christ is going to reward us our effort, and it is not something what what uh, we should be ashamed that we have the thought. Actually, this should be in our mind, and. Uh, uh, there was like shocking uh, for me to to read uh, words of Saint Seraphim Sarov. He was he was talking about that uh, several times, and to understand his way of thinking, his mother was like great business woman, She had like really great business, so when he was young, he was helping her. And something from that uh, mindset he received during this uh, um, doing business, he, he brought to these spiritual advices. And what he says, and his advice for people was that, that we should be in the end of the day like encounters. We should put those all bad things, what we have done, it's like minus, minus. and the outside we should put everything what we have done good, and to see what is the balance. Mm-hmm. If the balance is negative, well, what should we should do? Really re- repentance. He said we should try, make this balance is always good, positive. And he says, what is positive in the end of the day, he said, this is your heavenly money, which you are putting to your heavenly bank, when interest grows very fast. So, every day, you should put this positive balance to your heavenly bank. And he said you will find it when you go through when you go through death to eternal life. And I had difficulty with that, you know, to listen what he said because it was really like okay, very practical and even like, like, like really hearing like some kind of businessman to do this math, oh. you know, to find. <laughs> the, I, I I thought that we shouldn't do this, but then I realized, that, oh, he was right. And actually, this is very good advice. Very good advice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we live in this way, keep this his practical advice in mind. And we ask ourselves, that, okay, what? How much did we put to our heavenly bank today? Well, when we realize that one day we didn't put anything, next day anything, so third day we we really start to try to give a little few cents there, you know. So this is so. But this temptation, because we want to have this relationship with Christ so pure, from love, without expecting something. And sometimes we are in some kind of illusion which uh, feels good, we are not able to reach that, but well, it satisfies our soul and our feelings or whatever. Now we have to be really practical in this. As Christ says, based on his words and well, this advice, practical advice of seraphim Serafim Saro, think about your reward. Mm-hmm. And if this is in our mind, so then it, it will help us to conquer these passions which try to push us to react uh, to some kind of suffering caused by others is the same suffering we would cause the others. So it will be tough. Yeah. It will be tough, and it feels so good, you know, when you create in fantasy all kinds of scenes how you can like re- do revenge to that other person who wronged you. F- feels good, you know, and then you realize, why? Why doing? You are the same person as through this life, but it feels good. And this is why we don't trust feelings, because many times feelings come from. And and look how how powerful it is. If you, who doesn't like movie when there is injustice and that the main character, he fights and in the end he wins. You know and. I don't know how you, but sometimes you not now, but before I was young, you know, that it was like I was jumped up from the chair, you know, when <laughs> finally justice was done, <laughs> I, ah. and you feel like <laughs> so you joy, you know that you know this, this evil thing was punished, you know, and then you realize, yeah, he died. <laughs> <laughs> And what good is in that? (laughs) But I just want to. We have to realize that this is in us. And it feels good, this passion for revenge. It feels so good, so we have to be very careful not to become victims of this passion. So think about future rewards.
1: You know what I always think of when we think about a revenge? I always remember uh, in I don't know where it's in the Bible, but it's where it says, "God says revenge is mine." And I, that I, that thing always reminds me of that. When I want to to feel like I need to get back at somebody, I think to myself, "Nope. If it's if it's wrong, God will take care of it for <laughs> us."
0: Yeah, <laughs> that was one. My friend, he told me that uh, he experienced God's revenge, how God revenged him. You know. That he said there was like old lady Baba, and she caused really big problem for him. And he said, "Well, I told her nothing, and but well, m- my blood was boiling, mm-hmm. you know, because she really." I said, "You know, then we had to, like." this blessing of food uh, during the uh, Easter, after Pascha, and he said, I had this, because we had like this was holder and like, this was like ball, and these holes, uh, so you put it to water and you bless the food, mm-hmm. and he said, well, I was blessing, and this ball got <gasps> loose, and I, it hit her to the <laughs> head! <laughs> and and I was looking at this, and can you imagine this eastern joy I received? <laughs> <laughs> Thank God! Yeah, good! <laughs> now I can be peaceful peace. <laughs> so oh, don't worry, I- we don't use this. Did <laughs> <laughs> you take it personally? I don't know that, I, you know, I, this is what I remember because it's stuck in my head, but all right, let's good. I think Craig has. Craig?
2: <laughs> uh, you just jogged my memory on a couple of things and when I was making my journey back to the faith, I had this little uh, little Italian guy that was a priest that was uh, a military chaplain down in the Carolinas and he was kind of like sending me on my way, like telling me what books I should read <coughs> on that. And he stops me and he says, listen, as you're growing and you're learning and you're going in these different directions, he says, you're going to get hit from so many different directions. People are going to dislike you. They're going to hate you. They're going to talk about you. You know, all kinds of things are happening. He says, just remember Matthew chapter 6, 19 and read it. And it's the one about build up your treasure in heaven where no moth can destroy and this and that. He says, as long as you remember that, you'll be okay.
0: He says, you won't be going after anybody. Yeah. It's interesting. And and one thing is that um, we don't think about, you mentioned Matthew, but really Matthew is gospel Matthew and Luke. And uh, those two gospels are really given to those who start to read to those who are on the beginning of the journey. Mm. Because you those two books are books of instruction how to live spiritual life. How to live life uh, with God. Because you do this, 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 as you said, it's like instruction. It means that you become through entering to faith, you become disciple. As a disciple first your duty is to learn how to live that. And Matthew and and Luke is the perfect, Matthew I would say more, perfect Gospels to read again and again and again and to find out all these instructions how to live. And so it was very good advice from him, he took like one instruction from that Book of Instructions.
2: (laughs) It's one of those things that I don't forget, it's one of those things you just remember.
0: All right, so let's continue.
1: By praying for those who wrong us, we overthrow the devil. Opposing them, we are wounded by him.
0: Again, <coughs> spiritual law, which it's worth to remember, all these spiritual laws, is worthy to remember. He says that, okay, in this enduring suffering which others calls to us. It should be not only this passive taking cross, receiving cross. It should be, we should see them as the people who were, who are sick, who are wounded by sin, and uh, because of that they act as they act. And uh, and he says something very interesting here. He says that if we pray for those people we are victorious over demons. But if we um, uh, go against these people and we do revenge so that we are wounded by demons. It means that it means that uh, how we were saying before that that uh, this uh, endurance attracts God's grace. But if we don't remember that and we start to fight with the same way, the same sword as which was used against us, so then we are wounded too.
1: It's like two wrongs don't make a right.
0: No, yeah, because, when, because if you want just to defend yourself so you always allow your passions to be in work and in the end you can even cause bigger bigger damage than before. It was done to you. Really. And and look, it is it is uh, not something what we should somehow wait until this op- these things come. Uh, we should pay attention to each uh, this little movement in our soul which says, OK, this passion is living in your heart. And we immediately should start to with this process of uprooting this passion because uh, in the time of this diff- uh, suffering, this passion can be very strong. Um, power to force us to do revenge. You know? And uh <clears throat> uh, if you remember Brian know, when we were talking, he was calling that this, this accepting this suffering, this injustice. He was comparing to or he was describing it as a to drinking Christ's choice. That we are, in that time, we are drinking from the same choice as Christ was drinking, choice of suffering. And uh, because of that, it should give us uh, encouragement this, this similarity with Christ, it should encourage us to follow good paths. Okay. There are probably no questions, comments, it's clear. All right. Better a i I'm hu-
1: oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry. sorry. Right. Better a human than a demonic sin, through performing the Lord's will, we overcome both.
0: All right. So this is tough because we need to learn what does it mean human sin and sin of demons. So he doesn't tell us what he means for this, but uh, if if we if we read other holy fathers, so we find we find answer. The the thing with these holy fathers is that uh, we had I book study for Solar Group today and I was talk, talking about that is that uh, what I allow and what is great with this of spiritual life is that if you go to fourth century, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, 10th up to Bianchen, you know, I would say and stuff under a two hundred years ago. It doesn't matter who you are going to read, because they are saying the same things. And like Brancinelli, sometimes you okay, you are really copying you know, Isaac Syrian or you know, Jean Clémac, or um, Barsanofius, Barsanofius, yeah. And uh, this horrible name, this is, you know, I cannot pronounce that well. And um, Miran wants to name his next son. <laughs> he's joking, you know that he's choosing, uh, picking like this the, the horrible names. I'm sorry, Barzanofius, but it's difficult for me to pronounce that. But they, they, you can see this continuity, that they are talking about same things. So it is easy. When you read, uh, it's good, beneficial f- for us to read all them, because then we understand what, for example, Mark is saying. So, what they call like human sin, under human sin, they mean those passions which are connected with body, adultery. Uh, What? Abortion. Ah um, not abortion. Adultery uh, when you eat too much, gluttony gluttony and uh, yes.
1: Laziness. Well
0: that's not. No no when you gather a lot of things. Greed. Greed. Yes. Those those usually they name as a sins of body or human sins, or, or bodily sins. Under the sin of demons, usually you they name uh, these spiritual passions, but especially, I would say more, they mean pride. Under the sin of demons. And uh, if uh, St. Mark says that human sin is better than the sin of demons. It doesn't mean that it is like easier sin. What he means through this is, is that to fight against these bodily sins, it's it's very it's much easier than to fight against this sin like pride and etc. So this is why, in the beginning of spiritual life, we start with this gluttony and then we continue with these bodily sins to remove them or this passion and then we continue with these big ones so so we have to so in this he gives us like like, again he reminds us these steps which should follow one after another at first to fight with these human sins and then these sins of demons but Uh, But plus he gives us medicine how to do this. How can we conquer both of these sins? He says, if we follow God's will, Lord's will, then we conquer both these sins. And this is encouragement because uh, many times we we have this desire to remove our sin from, uh, from our life but usually we don't do anything to conquer that you know there was uh, one priest said Jim this was our seminary maybe even not in seminary he was telling a story about parents who came to him and they were complaining about their son because he was on very bad path. And, uh, and they were complaining, complaining, well, they were in pain, for sure, parents. And suddenly, I said, I stopped them and I asked them, OK, so you worry about him. So now I want to ask you, how many liturgies did you ask church to say for him? Oh, well, not yet. He said, "How many days you spend during like pilgrimages? Did you go to pilgrimage to offer this pilgrimage for him to pray on these places?" No, we. Okay, so how many uh, these smaller especially especially like novena, but well. How, how many times you pray for per day for him? Not really. Did you fast for him? No. I said, and he continued, I don't remember all this holy list. but in the end he like, banged on the table he said, stop to complain, you did nothing for him. And well, I don't know I I know that they were like sh- touched by that, I don't know the rest of the story, but this was like for me, when I was listening this homily, I remember that it's like my memory and then uh, this like always comes to my mind that, well, if there's some kind of problem and I'm, I'm like whining and then I remind myself that, mom, okay, what have you done for, to solve that? What have we done to attract God's grace for that? So we did nothing. Stop buying. You know, and um, this one thing. And another thing is that that we have to really, at a time when we see these passions, to do something. We cannot stay only in a, in this mindset about I don't want. I, I don't want God to rule over me. You know, it's it's not enough. I don't want to gossip. Good decision, but I have to do something for that. With each passion, you know, that... Uh, I'm not going through the list of passions now, but we have to do something. and And it means that to ask for this supernatural help from above. This one step which has to be we have to call upon God to give us strength. But then what Mark says and he adds and this is something what should follow is we should follow God's will. And now God's will is found in his commandments. So when I was talking about these gospels said we have to learn what does it mean to be his disciple at first we have to learn what are his commandments then we know what is his will then we can follow this will and if we do this we will be victorious over our passions does it make sense but there is this there is a need for this synergy between us and God's grace. If it, it we stay just in some kind of wishful thinking that I wish, and we do nothing, we don't ask for help from above, and we even don't try to find out what is God's will and gospel, what is his commandments. So then, nothing happens. This passion we will be just growing, despite all of our good desires, and this is good spiritual law, you know. But and and this is something what if we remember that, if we discover in our mind, so then we can become like good these soldiers who fight this good fight, these demons and temptation, everything. And it is really transforming our life. And, and uh, it is, many times, I, I'm curious that if it, people who, Christians who don't know that, how can they fight this spiritual warfare? They say, well, I am under attack and uh, I have this way of temptation or whatever. OK, you can recognize it, but you don't know how to fight. You don't know what to use to stop that. I, I'm not saying this as a criticism, but uh, I'm just trying to point that that we have to realize that, that not everything we were taught, you know, and without blaming anybody. It's just fact. We have to admit. And now we have to make effort to fulfill this knowledge about spiritual life, about the art of spiritual life, which is needed. Without that, we would not make huge progress. And and we want that. And 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 because we want to be spiritual people, to be uh, who who live a spiritual life and we don't learn this art. So then we start to fake it. You know, we start to pretend how perfect we are. And we do it without some kind of bad intention. It's temptation, it comes. We are not able to recognize that. And slowly it can become like our mask we are wearing. And actually we can be, we can see ourselves really as a spiritual, almost perfect people, but others, they can be under illusion that we are so spiritual for a few weeks, but then they will find out that we are not. And and then it is so unpleasant to be in the community of. In the circle of these people, you, because you can see that, and and it is it is better to be with some kind of sinner who admits on sin, even know, how horrible it is, than with this self-proclaimed saint, you know. Correct.
2: Interesting that you mentioned about that couple that was worried about their child and they didn't have a liturgy set for them. So I'll leave the names out of it. I'm glad she left because <laughs> she'll punch me later. Um, yesterday We will report you. Yeah. <laughs> so yesterday we were dead tired. You know, obviously the wedding and everything going on, liturgy and all that stuff. And we were tired and we wanted to stay home and get things done. And a family was in and out of town from way up north. And we should go see them. They made this trip down there, and, but we really didn't want to go over there. And the son, the oldest son, came on fire for the faith, and he was doing really well, and then he just, I know she's gonna punch me too, and um, he drifted away from the faith. And then when he did this, he kind of cut off any talking with my kids, because he didn't want the faith to come up. So he kind of ghosted them on the phones, you know? So they were kind of like, we really don't know if we want to go over there, and we're like, finally, all right, we're going to go. We'll go over there for a couple hours. Now mind you, this kid has pretty much got to the point where he's anti-faith. And I'm not saying anything great happened, but it pays dividends of what you're talking about, these little steps. So we go over there, and all the kids are hanging out, the parents are hanging out, it's not very much of a Christian household at all, it's older brothers and stuff. None of them are practicing the faith either. So we spent about three hours over there, they're hanging out, doing stuff, and we come home. About an hour or two later, his dad calls me, one of my best friends I grew up with, and he says, what would your daughters do to my son? I said, girls, did you do anything to so-and-so? They're like, no, we didn't do anything. We, we, we just talked and we joked around. And He goes, did they talk about faith? I'm like, girls. They're like, no. Faith didn't even come up. He's like, he went down to the basement, got his... Uh, Byzantine cross on, he's wearing it again. And he's like, What happened? You know, and I and that's what I said to him. I said, What are you doing for your kid? And he goes, Well, I haven't been doing much yet because I didn't want to make it worse. I said, You gotta be kidding me, man. I said, You're not digging in right now. You need to be digging in now before the guy leaves the house. I said, Then you're gonna be in real trouble. And he's like, Oh, we'll talk when I get back, when I get back home, you know what I mean? But he was blown away we didn't do anything, all we did was show up. But something must have happened where he got triggered, you know what I mean, and something happened. So I don't know what will happen with it, but if something little like that can happen. Can you imagine if a parent stepping up and actually having liturgy set for the kid? Well,
0: sometimes we are searching for what happened. But, well, true is that it doesn't need to happen. It's, it's what is enough if mm-hmm. if a person who tries to live Faith, really seriousness. Uh, how to put it correctly? I th- that person, even without talking, without showing something, has huge impact on his or her environment. Mm-hmm. And you cannot describe that person doesn't do with intention anything. And uh, there is no words, nothing, but some kind of change comes. And, look, one thing is that I would, uh, when we had these uh, first uh, communions or confessions, many times I, I, I told uh, these kids, um, but I meant to t- tell it to their parents, especially, you I know, said, look, we come to the church and first thing what we do, we bow in front of the tabernacle. Why? Because a living God is there. I said, today you are in this, this celebration, you are receiving Christ, Eucharist, your heart. And you become like living tabernacles. And people should feel that, and they feel that. You know, that um, well, if you go outside of the church, people feel feel that if you receive mm-hmm. this uh, worthily. And there is some kind of this, I, I believe that and uh, it is it is not in my experience, I, I think all your experience is that uh, you start to behave better when you are in presence of a virtuous person mm-hmm. yeah one of my experience was before seminary i finished high school but i was still young you know. uh, and and seminary was i would be too young for ordination you know, if i go immediately to seminary but my father he Forced me. There was a few reasons not to cause damage to teachers in the school. <laughs> I was because if I go to seminary from the from the immediate high school, all my professor would have problems mm-hmm. uh, from communists because there was an investigation. How it is possible? What they didn't do their job to take our faith from me and etc. So it was wise not to cause them problems. One thing, but he, the second thing was that he said. You grew up in a rectory, you don't know what is real life. Mm. You have to taste what is real life to, to understand people. So, while well, I worked, and uh, I was like, uh, what is that, the railway station, train station, and mm-hmm. whatever, you know, the big complex, and also I'm I like, boy, for everything, you know, to go there, bring that, and you know, and uh, we were uh, many times i was sent to uh, to garage when there were like these drivers or truck drivers and they were doing like this changing like this uh, transports from uh, cars of the train and whatever there was a they were good guys you know but they were so rough and they had very interesting language <laughs> you know it was like they, they, could, they would like, use it by dirty words and they, they could understand each other what they <laughs> want to, they, they to say. But many times I was sent there to arrange things, and once there was the youngest of them, and, um, and uh, he was doing something, I was there, like spending time, you know, wasting time with him, and suddenly said, You know, you should go. When you are here, I cannot use these dirty words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: He was not comfortable, you know, because I was not
0: using them. We were talking and we felt not comfortable not to use these dirty words in my presence because I was not using that. And th- for me, it was like first time in my life, this moment that I realized that way how you behave has afflicted others. <laughs> And uh, look, it is like com- if you are in a company which is loose a little bit and they have great fun and uh, during party, uh, they start to go limit that the boundaries turn them down. It's easy to go with them.
1: Hmm.
0: You know easy to go. And, but the same thing is opposite. When you are presence, like in the richest person, it's not so easy. It's not so easy to go down. You feel that you have to go up. All right. Let's finish for today. Because I think that, no, it's good. This day today
1: Alright <laughs>